the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. With us from the Weekly Standard is Fred Barnes. And Fred, if I understand the media coverage correctly, the Republicans had a huge tidal wave victory, which means they've never been in more trouble than they are right now. You know, you you read this uh, in most publications and and hear it uh, elsewhere because uh, most of them are run by liberals, and liberals have a premise. And the premise is, okay, Republicans won, and now they control the Senate and the House, but we know they're going to screw up. We know they're going to be excessive. We know that uh, whatever they do is going to be led by Ted Cruz. And so, therefore, um, this is a bonanza for Democrats. And, and the particular Democrat that it helps the most is Hillary Clinton. So, anyway, that's what you get in the media. Uh, it is interesting, though, because the only people who are telling me more often that the Republicans are certain to screw this up than Democrats are, of course, Republicans, who are <laughs> grassroots Republicans who are truly nervous that the, yeah. their team is going is to fumble the ball, make a big mistake that sets them off on the wrong foot. And I just want to give one um, uh, one example is there's a okay. lot of con- there's a lot of concern that the president's going to set a trap for them on immigration that Republicans mm-hmm. are going to stumble into and either a do nothing which will alienate people who care about this a- issue or b do something that some radio talk show host wants them to do which alienates everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, I mean, liberals aren't going to like what uh, what Republicans do, but I think I think you have to start with this. Now I was signed, I was one even back in 2007 when there was a an, an immigration bill was uh, getting going. I was for it. Uh, the bill that passed the Senate uh, a year or so ago, it was okay with me. It led to a path to citizenship. But I'm the first to concede that the issue of a, of immigration, the public view of it has changed much more negative now than it was a year ago or two years ago. Uh, and the public has turned against anything that Obama might do on this issue that would, uh, one, usurp the power of Congress, and two, uh, uh, legalize people who got here illegally. Uh, I think that's a huge mistake on his part. He seems to be ready to do it anyway. Uh, and Republicans are going to have to react, react to it very forcefully. And there are many, many things they can do, but they're going to have to go ahead and do them um, and get credit for having at least tried them. One would be if you're giving, allowing these people to have green cards, well, um, withdraw the funding of green cards of, of anybody who had been recently legalized by President Obama, by President Edict, and, and on down the line. There are many things that Republicans uh, would have to do, but after saying, and, and Michael, you've heard him too, you know that this will from both you know, Mitch McConnell and John Boehner. If Obama does this, exceeding his presidential authority and legalizes all these people who are here illegally, that will poison the well, uh, and that will ruin the next two years of any chance of cooperation. Well, they're going to have to react forcefully. Words won't be enough. Uh, so let me ask you then your idea. You mentioned one policy. I'm looking for carrot ideas and stick ideas because I think one opportunity Republicans have here is to remind people that they are supporters of legal immigration. And I'm wondering yeah. if they can't simultaneously say, here's the stick from, you know, from uh, exe- issuing executive order and ignoring the will mm-hmm. of the people, but then here's a carrot for legal immigrants, for supporters mm-hmm. of legal immigration, to remind people that this is where the, what the party has long supported. Yeah, I think they need to do that. And, and I think that's uh, now, since you're not going to get a comprehensive bill, uh, on on immigration reform, you're going to have to do it step by step. And the first place to start is 
we're forming the legal immigration system, which uh, for the average person coming trying to come in from another country, it's incredibly difficult if you don't already have a relative, a close relative, who's in the United States. About two-thirds of the people who come in the United States every year legally, and what is it, a million, a million point one uh, uh, people, uh, about two-thirds of those get through this the family reunification system. And so the average, uh, the average person, uh, the poor, I mean, some uh, young Mexican or someone from Central America who wants to come in, they, they say, well, go to the end of the line. Well, then they have to wait 20 years. It really is an incentive for them to come in illegally. And then there's the other part of it, where we have so few people who are allowed to come in uh, under the, the H-1B program, uh, people with skills who are going to have jobs in America who are educated and so on. Um, so we need to deal with that first. And, and, that and Republicans brings, need to say so and right, start. And, and I agree. And that's one of the things that uh, when, when people talk about should the Republicans do, don't let President Obama set the agenda, have something to mm-hmm. say of their own. And then mm-hmm. you mentioned the H-1 visa, H1, and, and, uh, visas and, the, and that issue. That's mm-hmm. an issue that's important to Silicon Valley. And Silicon Valley yeah. shifted its mm-hmm. money towards Republicans this mm-hmm. cycle. And I'm wondering if, as the president talks about this net neutrality issue, et cetera, if he's not creating another opening where Republicans can step up and say, hey, former Democratic supporters, we are the s- team of business. We're the team of patent Reform. We're the team of letting mm-hmm. you get back to work. Is that mm-hmm. another area, a, a shameless, not just pro-business, but kind of pro-tech business, pro-traditionally you know, traditionally liberal business, and p- pull off some support from the Democrats there? Well, I think it's a great opportunity. <laughs> and, of course, what the president's doing, he's following the rule. If it's working extremely well, let's fix it. <laughs> of course, the internet, the internet is booming. There's competition. There's, it's expanding all the time. It's innovative, uh, and uh, and he wants to uh, uh, regulate it heavily, which means control it uh, in Washington. Uh, and the public's not for that. Silicon Valley's not for that. And Republicans uh, need to fight it very strongly. Uh, and we'll 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 see what the Federal Communications uh, Commission uh, does. But but if they try that, uh, the Republicans are going to have to land on them like a ton of bricks. And I, I think that would – they ought to do it anyway, but I think it will also bring favor in the whole Internet and the high-tech and Silicon Valley communities. Yeah, so they can combine the visa issue with a, a shamelessly, openly pro-leave-you-alone tech mm-hmm. aspect. That's a real opportunity, which is what raises the question, why would President Obama – Seize this moment to step up and really, you know, push hard for net neutrality. It's clearly not a policy issue. In other words, you can see, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's teams on both sides. You could go. Mm-hmm. Do, you've covered so many presidents. Yeah. Is this? Am I? I'm, I'm watching from home. I'm not inside DC. Yep. I'm just Mr. Dopey <laughs> guy. But he seems like a guy who's spoiling for a fight. Am I right about that? Well, I think he is spoiling for a fight, but that's not the whole story. I think part of it is he's trying to show, okay, uh, maybe this election didn't go well, which he hasn't conceded yet, but uh, but that he's alive and well, and he's going to really push some things, and uh, whether you like it or not. Now, I think he's picked two unpopular issues so far, one being immigration and, and the other being net neutrality, but, you know, what else has he got? Uh, there are not many options for him out there that uh, uh, on issues, uh, but I think these really don't show much, uh, except that one, he has a tin ear in politics, and but he is eager to uh, he is eager to show that he uh, uh, can do things and is for things, and he'd like and, and look, these aren't going to dominate the agenda either one of these, but uh, and particularly not net neutrality, but uh, 
look, he's just uh, scraping around for anything he can come up with. So uh, that's the uh, vision he's presenting. He wants people to see that he's still relevant to bring back Bill Clinton's uh, phrase. What yeah. do you think the leadership of the House, and in particular the new leadership of the Senate, should be uh, most concerned about showing the American people? If there was, were one or two traits you could get them to show, what do you think would help them most over the next two years? Well, one is they're ready. I mean, they're ready to do things right away. You know, they've been talking about it now for a number of years. They can't complain anymore that we only own, you know, we only have a, a half of one body of, uh, uh, of Congress and uh, they have to be ready. So among other things, I would start sending up some simple bills first, but be ready to send up uh, uh, some bigger ones within a few months. Uh, I mean, send up in the beginning, the yes or no thing. You know, look, Mr. President, uh, approve the Keystone Pipeline. This is a binding uh, bill by Congress. Uh, well, if he wants to veto it, okay. But anyway, that's where the public is. I mean, there are plenty of things that the public's for that you can do uh, pretty quickly. The medical devices tax, uh, get rid of the uh, 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 mandate, the individual mandate in Obamacare, but be ready in a few months to have an alternative to Obamacare. It doesn't need to be in 2,500 pages of legislative language, but it can be uh, uh, the eight or ten things that you want in a bill. I I I just read today, Michael, that that uh, Paul Ryan and and uh, and Marco Rubio are working up uh, an alternative to Obamacare. Uh, we'll 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 see. There are others as well. But I look. I think Republicans are going to be able to agree on that. Republicans may have trouble agreeing on immigration, but on Obamacare, I think they'll have. Uh, not an easy time, but they'll be able to agree on an alternative. Uh, what is the one uh, issue, assuming that immigration is where it is, assuming that Obamacare mm -hmm. is what it is, what are, what's one other issue you'd like to see the Republicans gravitate towards, and then what's an issue that you think they should really, if possible, just stay away from, just from a purely political standpoint, given where we are today? Uh, defense spending is something that I think uh, that they need to do. I mean, remember when America, wasn't that long ago, uh, Michael, when America, American defense policy was being able to, def to fight two wars at the same time. Now we can't even fight one. Uh, it's pathetic what has uh, uh, happened to the American military. It's just shrunk. Uh, you know, I live in Northern Virginia, and you also see around here where the defense industry has shrunk a lot as well. But, uh, but that's not the main point. Uh, and the Republicans are going to have to champion uh, uh, defense spending. I think the public realizes that, that that's gone too far and that that will be popular. Uh, so that would be the one issue I think they really, they're really going to have to do. And, um, and what was the other question? That was one. What would that, you uh, stay away from? What's one issue that yeah. if they said we're thinking about this, you'd stay away from? Um, I'm not sure that there's any, look, there is one issue that the media tells them, oh, here's the one where they can really make progress, and that's tax reform. I don't think so. I mean, tax reform, what Obama's going to want to do, and he said so, uh, his idea of tax reform is to get rid of all the, uh, what liberals call tax expenditures, the loopholes and the special preferences for businesses and, and so on. Uh, get rid of those tax breaks and then spend the money. Well, if you want to spend the money on defense, that's one thing, but that's not what tax reform has been. It, it, it's not what it was in 1986. It's not the way Paul Ryan and others uh, who know a lot, a lot about incentives in the economy, uh, and, and that idea is you get rid of the tax loopholes and then you broaden the base and lower the rates, uh, and that helps for the economy. Um, 
Obama, that's not Obama's idea. And I think Obama uh, could make a big, make a lot of hay out of being, I'm for, I'm for doing all this stuff against business. And then I want to help the people. I don't want to lower the top rate. Uh, I want to help people. Let's spend all the money. Uh, I, I don't think there's much room there for Republicans to get together with Obama, so they ought to avoid it. One last question, uh, mm-hmm. as the, Republic, the Republicans get ready, like you said, to show that they're prepared, show they're ready to go, mm-hmm. have some replacements, some bad ideas. You've had a chance to interview a lot of the uh, candidates, uh, both office mm-hmm. holders and the, the senators who were running for Senate. Now they're Senate elect, senators elect. Who are two or three people in, that you would be keeping, you'll be keeping an eye on in the next six months as the new Congress uh, starts its business? Well, I mentioned the, the defense spending and uh, America's uh, national security policy. And there, the obvious guy is Tom Cotton, the new senator from Arkansas. He's 37 year old, and he was went in the Army after 9-11. He'd gone to Harvard, Harvard Law School. He went in the Army, served in Iraq as an officer, and, and in Afghanistan, knows a great deal about the, 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 this issue, and can speak about it with authority. So uh, he, he, he's certainly one uh, that needs to be watched on it. Uh, let me, and, and then the other guy that comes to mind, of course, is the guy who ran such a great race uh, and, and, and is such a rising star in the Republican Party, and that's Cory Gardner of Colorado, who really broke this uh, uh, Colorado model where Democrats were prevailing over the last decade in Colorado, and, and he snapped that by running a great campaign. It was risky to run because he was a rising uh, figure in the House. And what he does on just about any issue will be interesting because he's such an appealing figure and has such a great, a great future, so I'll be watching him. And I don't know whether you've talked to Ben Sass, the, Congress, the, uh, the new senator from, from uh, uh, Nebraska. He came by the Weekly Standard during the campaign, and, and he's a guy uh, who's, who's very conservative, was a college president. I, I think he went to Yale, for example, and he's kind of edgy. I think he's going to be uh, uh, very interesting. And he's different from, say, Ted Cruz. I don't mean to criticize Ted Cruz, but Ted Cruz is, is uh, and I think he's over-present <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and giving speeches, if you get the idea. I mean, he's everywhere. Right. Uh, I, I don't think Ben Sass will, but he's a very smart guy. I mean, the level, the quality of these candidates is so great that, uh, I mean, there are a lot you can pick out. I mean, Joni Ernst... Uh, uh, I don't know really what to expect from her, but, you know, she's the new senator from Iowa, but I'm sure interested in finding out. Fred Barnes, we were interested in finding out what you think of what's going on and how the Republicans should move forward. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. I always enjoy it, Michael. Thank you. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Weekly Standard Podcast. Please be sure to check weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.